fasting is about the principle. It's not about doing it in a particular set and way. And I think that's what the Pharisees got wrong about it, what Jesus is rebuking people about it. It's, it's the principle of setting aside something that you desire, setting aside something that is a regular part of your life to make the most Hey everyone, my name is Kelvin, back with you with another Elevate Retake episode. Today on the podcast, we're talking about the latest message entitled, How We Fast, and it's a continuation of our series, Righteousness by Heart. In the studio today, we have Pastor Michael Gibson and a special guest, and I will let him introduce himself here in just a moment. We talked about the message and what fasting is and why Jesus talked about it so importantly in his mind. Why was it important to Jesus? We'll dive down in there, and we'll also kind of talk about how you can begin to fast. It's not difficult, it's very easy, and it's very rewarding. We hope you enjoy the conversation, so let's get right into it. Hi everyone, my name is Kelvin, back again with another Elevate Retake episode. I'm joined with two fantastic guests that you have met before, that's for sure. Um, I trust you were with us in the last episode. How are you? I'm good, how are you? Doing good. And of course, the one and only Pastor Michael Gibson. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. I hope people can bear with listening to my voice again. I think think it'll be fine. (laughs) Sure hope so. I think it'll be great. I've heard some feedback around a lot of the messages, so they love hearing your voice. Well, if that's if that's what it takes, by God's grace, that's right. It's interesting. We always like pray, "Hey, Lord, don't let the words that come out of my mouth be mine, but yours." So yeah. maybe maybe it's God's word. Whatever. I hope. <laughs> I hope He takes it and does something with it. But uh, but it's good. This has been what a couple episodes since you haven't been with us, right? Yeah, two two, two. two episodes. So yeah, glad you've been to on have... a fast from me on a retake. Wow, what a great segue into our topic today of fasting. <laughs> uh, and I actually will be on a fast next week because That's I will right. be uh, out of town. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I trust, hopefully, that Michael's got things under control. Hopefully everything doesn't burn down in your absence. That's right. <laughs> Nothing breaks. All the equipment's fine. So, uh, But anyway, we're talking about fasting today. And um, this is obviously based off the message on, on Sabbath. And it's interesting... You started off kind of recapping a little bit um, where we've been the past couple of weeks, mm-hmm. right? With with giving and, and praying, and you said something that I kind of wanted to explore a little bit right at the top, okay. where you said, you know, Jesus gives these three kind of uh, principles or uh, very strict encouragements, if that's kind of a way to say it, mm-hmm. and you made a statement and said these aren't commandments. And I thought to myself, that's interesting. And I wanted to ask, what's the difference with these then that, that didn't get them into the commandments and, and why it was just curious. And I liked, I, I don't know. I just wanted to see what you guys thought. Well, to me, this is a way of living. Uh, the commandments are rules that we should follow. Okay. It should set the guidelines for our life, but this prayer fasting, um, it should be, it falls into the Ten Commandments, believe it or not. So the Ten Commandments were given as a way of to live. Okay. But then these are examples on how to f- keep those commandments. Yeah, I would equate it to uh, there's no commandment that we have to walk on our two feet. But it's the most efficient way for us to walk. 
we were created to walk in that way. And so it's not so much a thou shalt walk on two feet. It, it's, it's part of our, of our being to do so. And fasting, giving, and prayer are in some ways part of our spiritual being. That's how we be spiritually. Mm. I was just curious because I think that's, you know, sometimes I've heard people say, well, why limit it to 10? Why not just tell us everything we can do? And But I think that there are certain things in this instance where Jesus is talking and it's just like, these are, like you said, ways to kind of live your life. Um, mm-hmm. And since I am all knowing God, I know like, I know what's best for you. Here's how you can do that. And of course, 10 commandments kind of coincide with that. But this, uh, these three topics have been very interesting, giving, praying, and now fasting. And mm-hmm. if for some reason you're listening and you want to open up your Bible, you can do so. Matthew 6 verses 16 through 18 is where we're going to be. So let me ask a very general question. Someone didn't listen to Pastor Michael's message, which we'll forgive you this time. <laughs> Next week. You know who you are. Next week, get on board. <laughs> but someone's listening, what in the world is is fasting? I've maybe heard that in another religion, possibly, but I've never taken a, like an experience into what it could be. How would you break it down for someone that has no clue that they're listening today for the first time? Uh, fasting for me is... Um, abstaining from something that gives you pleasure. Most of the mm-hmm. time it's food, but fasting can be of anything. It could be of social media. It could be of your family. If, they, if they're taking up too much time with you, you can fast from your family. Nice. Careful now. A little, nice. a little vacation time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mom, you're eliminated for a day. <laughs> so fasting is abstaining from something that's taking away time that you can be spending with God. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. That's, that's a fair definition. And I like that you didn't just keep it under food. I think a lot of people have that idea that we must, um, we must not eat in order to clear, you know, our brains or our conscious or whatever. It can be a fast from, like you said, whatever. I think nowadays, kind of the most popular one that at least our age group loves to do is, oh, I'm not going to be on Instagram for a month, or I'm going to take yeah. a month off mm-hmm. of Twitter, or just kind of whatever it is. Um, the next question would be, why? Can I can I not be in communion with God and and still eat or still be on social media or or why why the point to begin with? Yeah, I I think that's why it goes back to like prayer fasting giving whether or not commandments. You can still live without doing them. You can mm-hmm. still connect with God and eat out to your heart's content and uh, and engage in, in filling your stomach and your mind with all sorts of things. But I think in forming a regular habit of fasting, we move from better to best. It's like what's, uh, or good, good to better, better to best. Like, yeah, I can, I can, I can read scripture. I can pray. I can do all of those things, but have you tried fasting? And it creates an atmosphere, not like where you have to do the whole 40 days and 40 nights that Jesus did in the wilderness. <laughs> sure. That's a bit much. <laughs> I mean, you can you can last like almost a month without food, you know, three to five days if you're lucky without water. Uh, you know, you can kind of squeak some things out. Um, so I'm not advocating for that, but try it in a way that even, even if it's just for a few hours or you just skip one meal or something, not to starve yourself or be like, this is my new weight loss plan. Um, but as a reminder of the presence of Jesus and that it's Jesus that sustains us, mm-hmm. not just the food that we eat.
you said something in the message says our culture thrives on on consumerism if it's available it must be consumed i think of i mean look i'm not trying to flex but i haven't <laughs> but i have like i got the iphone 12 okay yeah <laughs> two months later the 13 came out yeah and it's already like been sold out and the lines and like everything this society as soon as something's new something's there available you gotta go get it yeah um how do you, how do you guys think society messes this up for us when it comes to fasting? Is there is there something that's like is this really super like counterculture to the way we live? Yes, I would say so because we live in a world in which um we must have the latest technology. We must have the latest um creations that they've they've come out. So the world that we live in is if you don't have the latest you're lame. So you put the perfect example, the iPhone, or uh, I remember last year, I think the PS5 came out mm -hmm. and the PS5 was sold out for like five months yeah. continuously. And if you didn't have the PS5, then, oh, you're not cool enough to be with cool kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, we live in a, at least in the Western culture in, in the United States, you can have whatever you want, like at any time. Uh, I was reading a statistic that there's not a single Taco Bell in the United States that doesn't close before midnight during the week. Guaranteed Taco Bell will be open later than midnight. So any time of the day you want a taco, <laughs> you want a you want a bean and cheese burrito, you can go you can go get it. Mm. You know, gas stations are open a lot of them 24/7. Like if you're hungry, you can go find some food somewhere. Uh, and our culture is built on that where the, you know, you look at grocery stores in the United States versus grocery stores in other countries, you know, the ones in the United States, there are just stocked piled full mm -hmm. of, of whatever there's, if it's trash bags, there's like a whole <laughs> bunch of them and a whole bunch of different brands. If it's yep. peanut butter, there's like 27 different options that you can choose from. And you go visit other places in the world, you go into a grocery store and there's one or two of this and there's one or two of that. Uh, and it's not just so fully loaded as mm. our as our society is. Another general question is our our life, and I guess more specifically our Christian walk with Jesus, a humongous, broad example of fasting. Um, because I think about it, we have a break throughout every week, mm. right? The Sabbath, mm -hmm. and. God continually asks us in different moments and, and encourages us in the Bible to take time away and be with God and, and like have that one-on-one -on -one relationship with Jesus, which you're not going to be able to do if, like you pointed out earlier, you're just consumed with everything that earth has to offer you. Yeah. Um, do you guys think it's kind of, a there's, there's a bigger picture here to just not eating for 24 hours to focus my mind? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, I There was somebody that messaged my wife after the message this past week and was like, and follow up the part two to this sermon is about Sabbath and God's kind of fast day for us and mm -hmm. how it's baked into the culture. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a life of rhythms of fasting uh, and fasting helps us get off of the din of just consume, 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 because that will ultimately eat you alive, pun mm -hmm. intended. But if we live a, a rest, restful rhythms, if we live fasting rhythms, then we can step back from the need to always consume 
and realize that our needs are provided for in Jesus. Yeah, for me, the Sabbath is probably the fasting of, for us, of the world, basically. Mm-hmm. So we take that day and connect with God. Forget forget about everything that the world has to offer, mm-hmm. and connect with with the with our God, our Creator, so that we can focus on Him mm. and not on the earthly possessions that we have. And uh, I come from a Hispanic church, a Hispanic background, and Hispanic people go above and beyond, especially yeah. for Sabbath. Yep. Mm. Uh, if they see you playing with a with a ball on Sabbath, they they're already. Uh, being mad at you because you're they're, not supposed to be playing. They're condemning you. <laughs> you're not supposed to be playing with a soccer ball because the soccer ball is earthly possession, so you're supposed to be connecting with God. Yeah. So yeah. it's also uh, fasting. Could it's a little tricky because it's not only leaving everything behind, but also what are you replacing it with? What are Ooh, you What are you yeah. doing in that time yep. that yep. you're fasting? Yep. Hundred mm, percent. I like that. What are you replacing that time or whatever it is that you're fasting from mm-hmm. with? Because you could still fast and 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 not even turn to Jesus, or you could still like, you know, people do these fasts where they they just want to make their life better with some certain area that doesn't even include God in the picture. Mm-hmm. You gave three examples that were really interesting, and they all uh, are connected by a couple of things. Um, first, let's go to Moses. Yeah, in 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 Exodus, he's on Mount Sinai. I I love the word because this is how I I would describe the people of Israel: very obnoxious, uh-huh. um, <laughs> obstinate, and obnoxious. <laughs> I think the people of Israel are the easiest example of like uh, Monday morning quarterbacking. If you don't know what that term is, it's like you watch all the games from your couch on on Sunday, all the football games, and then on Monday you're like, man, I would have done this differently, and this differently, and this differently. Yeah. Yeah. The people of Israel are that for us. Like, man, you guys saw food fall from heaven. You guys saw an ocean split in half. You guys saw this, this, and that, and you're still obnoxious. But yeah. Moses, he had heaven won. We have a phrase in Spanish that kind of clears that up. But anyway, <laughs> um, after he he has these 40 days with God up on the mountain, it's, it's interesting that he finds his... Uh, the, the, his purpose, right? He kind of has this conversation with God, and, and we see that also with Elijah. You get this like spiritual high moment, yeah. and Elijah is also another one that was kind of confusing to me. It's like, man, you just saw fire from come down from heaven, and all of a sudden you're on the run because some woman, you know, who, who, who the queen wants you dead, um, and he receives that nourishment, that comfort. And he's able to last. So I, I guess where I want to open this up is in these two examples, we'll get to Jesus in in just a second. But in these two examples, um is it is it clear that God reveals is he it's it's easier for God to reveal his purpose once we are able to kind of disconnect from everything else? Does that make sense? Do you feel like that is usually the case in a time when maybe you're needing him more is when he able, he's able to kind of direct you? Yeah, I mean, definitely. It's like I said before, we live in a society where crowding and crowding and crowding, and we just keep hearing all these different voices coming uh, and sounds coming from the world. And the moment we disconnect from that world, we're going to be able to hear God's voice to us. 
mm-hmm. we're gonna be able to hear that voice that we couldn't hear before because all the background noise that we and we couldn't focus on the true voice that we had to listen to yeah so the moment we disconnect from the world or fast start fasting it's when we can actually listen to god's word because we don't have anything else distracting us from that word mm. yeah there's a, a principle in live audio mixing that i think applies here um blake's our sound guy that runs sound on saturday mornings for elevate he's the one that provides the audio for the message and everything else uh and he is a master at making praise teams sound amazing um he knows how to mix he knows how to pull out all the eqs and stuff and uh we'll talk sometimes about the mix get into the technicals and he's told me that sometimes in order to hear one particular instrument come through the mix it's not necessarily about turning that instrument louder it's about turning everything else a little bit quieter fasting is intentionally is intentional intentionally abstaining from nourishment in the presence of God, going kind of back to what you said earlier, it's like, what do you replace that fast with, right? Yeah. Um, you can fast in any other circumstance, but if you understand that it is a kind of special moment with God, it makes it a little different, right? Mm-hmm. And I think going back to the previous two two weeks, the two sermons, that's a good example of what we can replace that what we're abstaining from to, and during our fasting, we can pray, and then we can give. While we're fasting. I think that's why Jesus put all three together in the Sermon on the Mount. Because fasting, yeah, fast. Don't do it publicly, but fast. But do the other two. Pray and give. Hmm. Interesting. Remember I had asked you the first time we started these first three, I said, do you think Jesus did these in order? Mm -hmm. I was just curious. Um, And we kind of talked that there might have been an order. I don't know if you were holding back information from me. But that's okay. I had no that's idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was answering honestly. <laughs> um, so you made an interesting point. Jesus talks about don't do this. Don't do this in front of people. So look, I get praying in front of people. That can be you can make that a very obvious thing. You can kind of show that you're giving a lot in front of people. But mm-hmm. help me out, guys. What is this? How, how do I? How do I boast in in fasting in front of other people? I think the only way you can boast is by saying it yourself. Like, oh, I'm fasting because I'm connected with God. I think that's mm-hmm. the only way we can boast about it because it's something that most of us do quietly mm-hmm. because, I mean, people can watch us not eat, but it could be like we're just trying to lose weight. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So fasting is something that we can only boast by us saying, oh, I'm fasting. Hmm. Yeah. And I, I think it goes back to that picture of piety um, where all three of them are, whether you're boasting and giving, boasting in prayer, or boasting and fasting. It's like, look how pious I am. Look how connected with God that I am, that I regularly give, that I regularly pray, and that I regularly fast. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's saying, look at look at my relationship with God, everybody. Mm-hmm. Look at me. Hey, I, I, I'm in close relationship with God. Don't you see how gaunt my cheeks are? <laughs> <laughs> and I that's I think that's the the core of not boasting about your fasting is that who cares? Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I make the point in the message, are you trying to fast to be seen or to come closer to God? Because you can't do both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're fasting to come closer to God, then it's not about being seen. 
And the people had been so accustomed to that because of the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. And they'd been so used to seeing mm-hmm. that. And I think that's what infuriated Jesus about the Pharisees. It's like, man, you have a wonderful opportunity to be examples. Yeah. And like my men- my messengers here on earth. And it's not about me. It's about yeah. you and how great and yeah. this and this and this. Um, and I love that. Are you trying to are you trying to fast to be seen? And I think we could you could substitute that word for the other two weeks. Yeah. Are you trying to pray, given fast, to be seen, or to come closer to God? Because you can't do both. Now we're doing other people a service by demonstrating our close relationship with God. And that seems to be in contradiction with what he says in the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, where he says, you are the light of the world, Mm -hmm. let your good deeds shine before men so that God can be glorified. And this, what he's speaking against is saying it before men so that you can get the glory. I want to just touch on the Sabbath really quick. Mm-hmm. I think you mentioned it earlier, maybe like a special like a special fast that we have every day. I mean, every week. Um, we should have a special fast every day. But anyway, <laughs> every week we have like this time set apart with God, 24 hours, sundown to sundown, where it's completely different from the other rest of the days. We don't work and we do all they'll do all these things. God knew at the beginning of time when this was set apart, when he rested, that we were gonna need this day more than anything. So I like I like Sabbath, which in since we're throwing this around, Sabbath may be new may be a new word to you. For for me, I'm using it to describe the experience of setting aside regular life from sundown Friday night to sundown Saturday night. Um, for me, it's the only way that I'm actually able to live the other six days in the week. <laughs> and that sounds trite and it's like, oh, of course, whatever. No, no, because I, yeah, I'm a pastor and I do a whole bunch of churchy stuff on Sabbath, mm-hmm. but I don't have to, there's no, there's no deadlines. There's no, mm-hmm. man, we got to have the retake podcast recorded. Like, did it get edited? Like, where's the description? Um, I've got to have this particular thing done. Like, yeah, my sermon's got to be ready, but once I preach it, like I don't have to worry yeah. about the one for the next for next week. Sure. Like that's sight unseen. We'll touch it on Monday, you know? Uh, we come back to the work week. So it's it it helps me kind of reset and realize that I'm I'm more than just what I do or what I accomplish or consume during the week. Mm. I am recognized as a child of God and that it's okay to just be on Sabbath. Yeah. I think God God is God is smart. Mm-hmm. He gave us the Sabbath on purpose. He gave us the Sabbath to for, for us to take a moment out of our week, mm-hmm. take a moment out of our busy lives mm-hmm. to go to him. And I think going back, going back to creation, even God had to take a rest. Mm-hmm. God took show, gave, gave us the example of how to take a rest because his life got busy in the first six days. That's right. Yeah. He created everything on the first six days. Yeah. And the seventh day, he had to take a moment mm-hmm. for himself. He had to take a moment to show us that example, and that's that's the Sabbath for me. The Sabbath is is mm. is, is a day for me to forget about everything, forget about homework, forget about school, forget about work, forget about everything, mm. and just focus on God. If you had to give someone an advice on how to kind of start, someone's listening. It's like, okay, well, I want to do this. I've seen how it's worked in your life. Basic, simple steps that I can start with this fasting thing. I can't do 35 days, but how can, how can I start 
to have a deeper relationship with Jesus? The first thing they can do is pray. Prayer. Um, because fasting is a little complicated. Because you have to give up something, and giving up something is kind of hard for everyone. Sure. Mm-hmm. But for me, when I started fasting, I started small. I started a meal or 30 minutes giving up social media. Because I know I can't do more than that. Mm-hmm. But for those 30 minutes or for that meal, I'm connected with God for that time. Mm-hmm. So it's starting small and little by little going more mm-hmm. and more. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a perfect way to start. Mm-hmm. Because you're not going immediately with 40 days because yeah. no one can do that. Sure. I'm pretty sure I can't do that still. I can't do 40 days without social media. So I think it's starting small, starting with a prayer because we have to start things with God. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't start things with God, then our plans are not going to be successful. Yeah. I think my my piece of advice would choose choose something that takes a significant amount of time in your life. Fasting is as simple as choosing something that is a regular part of your routine and removing it for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Food, social media, um, time it, time with a significant other. I mean, sometimes we just need solitude. Sometimes mm-hmm. we just need to get away. And mm-hmm. We need to take a break from what was regularly going on. So choose something um, and abstain with it from it from, for a certain set of time. And it doesn't have, you don't have to be all crazy. Like for the next 40, I'm going to get off social media for 40 days. It's like, (laughs) no, tomorrow I'm going to, I'm going to check my phone less. Yeah. Yeah. Fasting is about the principle. It's not about doing it in a particular set and way. And I think that's what the Pharisees got wrong about it. What Jesus is rebuking people about it. It's, it's the principle of setting aside something that you desire, setting aside something that is a regular part of your life to make more space for Jesus. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Elevate Retake. I hope you gained a better understanding of this concept of fasting and how it doesn't need to be something complicated. You can start and it can be very small and it'll help deepen your relationship with God. You can connect with us through Instagram and the link in the description, as well as leave us a voice message on the Anchor app. And now Anchor and Spotify do a really great combination where you can answer our engage question on Spotify and we can see your responses. So make sure and do that if that's one way you want to be a part of our podcasting community here. The link to all of that is in the description. Also, I'd encourage you to leave us a review. Give us a three, four, five stars, whatever you think on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Those go great to helping us out here at Elevate Retake. Above all else, we're seeking to build a thoughtful community through podcasting, and we're so grateful that you've made us a part of your daily commute or however you've listened to the episode. If you liked what you heard today, or maybe it challenged you in a new way to think, consider sharing this episode with a friend. We'll see you next time. My name is Kelvin, and this is Elevate Retake.